0: Chapter two part two of the Spanish Conquerors by irving burdine richmond. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Columbus and new lands in respect to size rig and equipment the three Colombian caravels were nearly the same the santa maria which was slightly the largest measured about eighty feet in length twenty-five feet in breadth and fifteen feet in depth and had a capacity of over two hundred tons all were fully decked had three masts and except upon the mizzen were square-rigged the santa maria and pinta had each a high poop-deck and forecastle but the nina reputed the smallest of the three had neither all were good sailors making as a flotilla an average speed of fifteen italian miles an hour and each had something of an armament the personnel of the expedition comprised some ninety seamen and thirty royal officials servants domestics and cabin-boys but no friar or ecclesiastic was listed in supreme command of the expedition was columbus himself on the santa maria and in command of the santa maria was her owner the cosmographer juan de la cosa this vessel carried also two pilots a grand constable a physician an archivist and an interpreter versed in several tongues the pinta was commanded by martin alonso pinzon and one of its two pilots was martin's brother francisco while as commander of the nina sailed vincente janez pinzon youngest brother of martin alonso and one of the two future discoverers of subquartorial south america the pilot was the owner pero alonso nino columbus set sail from pallas on august three fourteen ninety two at sunrise first however he had arranged for sending his young son diego to cordova to be cared for by beatrix enriquez with whom was his younger son ferdinand first also supremely first he had made confession and solemnly received the sacrament as his ships cleared the bar of salties and gathered headway naught but inspiring could have been the spectacle the high prows the huge square sails each emblazoned with its cross the magnificent sweep of the rakish lateens athwart the towering sterns the flags and streamers the officers crowding the poop decks the sailors thronging the forecastles and crows nests all saluting many praying some no doubt weeping all crying adios how tremendous it all was how much it meant as a mere feat of seamanship however this first recorded voyage across the atlantic was not considerable the flotilla left the canary island of gomera on september sixth fourteen ninety two and shaped a course westward the winds blew steadily astern no storms arose the resources of navigation were in no wise taxed indeed on the sixteenth of september and often afterwards columbus notes that they met with very temperate breezes so that there was great pleasure in enjoying the mornings nothing being wanted but the song of nightingales the weather he says was like april in andalusia apprehension nevertheless did not sleep it lurked already solemn tenerife had raised above them in greeting mayhap in warning its staff of fire the needle victim perchance of subtle necromancy had begun straying from the pole grass first in green tufts then in fine masses then in tangles and skeins with crabs enmeshed that grass before which a prince of portugal had once turned back was all about them yea slimy things did crawl. With With legs upon the slimy sea and those winds so balmy but so fatefully setting into the unknown west was it not all a snare of unseen powers there were murmurs plots it is said to seize the admiral unawares and hurl him overboard columbus on his part laughed at the fears of the sailors and made them big offers of wealth had he not the whole of cathay before him that in his mind columbus had asia the country of the great khan as in some sort of a destination cannot well be gainsaid if we are prepared to yield any substantial credence to his journal as we have it according to that document he was expecting as early as the sixteenth of september to come upon islands but made the mainland to be more distant and thought it better to go at once to the continent and afterwards to the islands but of the events of this voyage though it was columbus was not sole arbiter martin alonso pinzon by circumstances and also perhaps by agreement was an associate and in his mind evidently the destination was simpangu or japan as will be recalled he had brought from rome a chart and a book both of which he had handed to columbus now in the book was this sentence in navigating by the mediterranean sea to the end of spain and thence in the direction where the sun sinks between the north and the south you will find a land of simpanso simpangu which is so fertile and so rich that by aid of its resources you will be able to subjugate both africa and europe furthermore inspired by the book and also by marco polo pinzone in a recruiting appeal to the seamen of pallas had said friends come with us come with us on this voyage here you are in poverty come with us for according to accounts you will find the houses with roofs of gold and you will return rich and prosperous when therefore on the twenty fifth of september martin alonso called columbus's attention to the fact that according to a chart which both were using the flotilla ought to be sighting certain islands we were not surprised for it was islands or at least the island of japan and not a mainland in which the interests of Pinzon centered and when on the seventh of october columbus in deference to the wish of Pinzon, actually changed direction from west to west-southwest and when on the twelfth land guanahani or watling island rewarded the change it was natural that both columbus and Pinzon should be convinced that they were in an archipelago of asiatic india with japan not far away the expedition now had traversed one thousand one hundred and twenty three leagues or four thousand four hundred and ninety two italian miles from the canaries and yet as ferdinand columbus informs us seven hundred or seven hundred and fifty leagues three thousand miles was the distance at which the admiral had told his men that he expected to find land if this land was the antillia salvagio reella group west indies or antilles as seems probable it is represented on the hymns globe through a composite as from two thousand two hundred to two thousand five hundred miles west from the canaries and it was at about this distance on and near the twenty fifth of september that both columbus and pinzon began anxiously scanning the horizon the fact that three thousand miles was given out by columbus as the distance to be covered before land might be looked for may be explained by his wish to mislead his crews into the belief that they were committed to a longer unbroken voyage than they really were he in fact states repeatedly in his journal that he kept a dual reckoning one of actual distances for himself and one of minimized distances for his men how he could have contrived to do this with half a dozen pilots and a score or more of others at his elbow more competent at rating a ship's progress than himself goodness as lord dunraven puts it only knows a landfall in the case of any fifteenth-century voyage of discovery was momentous but especially was it so in the case of a spanish voyage commanders fell on their knees and gave thanks crews chanted the gloria in excelsis deo and crowded into the rigging and tops flags were run up and guns were fired so was it at guanahani on october twelfth fourteen ninety two clad in armor over which true to his taste in color and to his instinct for effect he had thrown the crimson robe of an admiral of castile columbus with the furled royal standard grasped in his left hand bent low to the earth which he saluted his actions were imitated by the captains of the pinta and nina martin Alonzo pinzon and his brother Vicente, yahu who bore standards emblazoned each with a green cross then rising columbus summoned to him the royal notary and the royal inspector as witnesses unfurled the royal standard drew his sword and proclaimed the island the possession henceforth of the crown of spain naming it san salvador so the day ended but early the next morning as we are told the natives gathered on the shore in large numbers and destitute of beards themselves looked with wonder on the bearded spaniards on columbus in particular to his beard and those of his men they reached out their fingers and viewed attentively the whiteness of the spanish hands and faces on the twenty eighth of october the expedition discovered cuba and on the fifth of december haiti or espaniola everywhere columbus was charmed with the scenery the herbage is like that of april in andalusia andalusia serves always as the standard of comparison so pleasant are the songs of birds that it seems as though a man could never wish to leave the place parrots rise in flocks so dense as to conceal the sun in cuba are palm trees differing from those in spain and guinea as for the inhabitants of the new regions they are docile very gentle and kind going naked without arms and without law but the things which make a particular appeal to the discoverer are five gold religion spices simpangu and gold he began inquiring about from the natives on the day following the landing i was attentive and took trouble to ascertain he says if there was gold but gold in the journal is a theme hardly more emphasized than religion on the very day of the landing columbus writes i believe that they the natives would easily be made christians as it appeared to me they had no sect." he was equally attentive to any mention of spices according as i obtain tidings of gold or spices i shall settle what must be done moreover it is in connection with spices that the journal introduces simpangu and cathay having on the seventh of october given over the search for the mainland columbus on the twenty first speaks of proceeding to simpangu which he identifies with cuba because of the latter's size and riches it is better he says to inspect much land until some very profitable country is reached my belief being that it will be rich in spices and on the twenty fourth he resumes on the spheres that i saw before leaving spain and on the paintings of world maps sepangu is in this region then on the twenty sixth of october the subject is dropped with the remark i departed for cuba for by the signs the indians made of its greatness and of its gold and pearls i thought that it must be the one that is to say but the mainland recurs in his thoughts and on the thirtieth he decides from a statement by the indians that cuba itself is the mainland of asia with cathay and the great khan somewhere therein and that he must send to the latter the credentials he bears from ferdinand and isabella accordingly on the second of november he dispatches from a point on the cuban coast his official interpreter luis de torres a converted jew with a party carrying specimens of spices to ask for the king of that land to him they are to deliver the credentials and from him they are to inquire concerning certain provinces ports and rivers of which the admiral has notice later columbus identified Sipango with haiti but cuba he consistently continued to regard as the mainland peering expectantly into its bays and up its streams for populous cities such as the kinse of marco polo and of the world maps maps like fra moros of fourteen fifty seven to fifty nine which he saw before leaving spain having completed his voyage by finding what he sought though manifestly not populous cities columbus set sail from the eastern end of the island of haiti for home on january fourteen ninety-three two occurrences hastened his return on november twenty one fourteen ninety two martin alonso pinzon impatient for the discovery of cipangu and the realization of those dreams of gold on the strength of which he had secured enlistments at pallas had gone off in the pinta for some prospecting of his own then on christmas night the santa maria had been wrecked leaving the admiral with only the nina wherein to continue his explorations thus handicapped he had been forced to build on espaniola hayti a fortress la navidad where he left thirty-seven of his men and crowded into the nina the remainder pinzon had rejoined the expedition on january sixth fourteen ninety three but the admiral was much vexed and not disposed to parley or linger nor is his vexation hard to understand columbus was the titular and technical head of the expedition but in reality he was much the servant of his lieutenant for pinzon was a spaniard the friend and fellow-townsman of the crews who would not have endured to see him discipline in strong contrast to the voyage out the voyage back was tempestuous storms began on the twelfth of february and so grew in violence that on the fourteenth columbus placed in a barrel a parchment inscribed with an account of his discoveries and committed it to the sea but he succeeded in making port in the portuguese island of santa maria one of the azores whence he sailed for castile more storms delayed him but on the fourth of march the nina entered the Tagus and anchored off rastello of the fate of the pinta meanwhile nothing had been known since the fourteenth of february when she had disappeared running before the wind once at anchor and once having satisfied the portuguese authorities that he was a duly accredited officer of the spanish marine columbus was hospitably received granted supplies and invited by king john the second the same with whom he had held memorable converse in fourteen eighty three or fourteen eighty four to visit him at valparaiso near lisbon columbus went with some trepidation and according to portuguese accounts told the king that he had come from the discovery of the islands of Sipangu and antilia but made no mention of cathay and the great khan or of india o man of miserable understanding the king is said by spaniards to have exclaimed at the interview smiting his breast why didst thou let an undertaking of such great importance go out of thine hands by the fifteenth of march the admiral was at Palace, where on the evening of the same day martin alonzo pinzon likewise arrived having brought the pinta safe into port at bayona in galicia but it was a full month before columbus was received by ferdinand and isabella in barcelona and in the meantime pinzon already ill when he disembarked had breathed his last what light upon the great voyage to the antilles might have been shed had pinzon forceful personality that he was survived in Sevilla, where amid much ovation columbus awaited the pleasure of the spanish sovereigns there came to him a letter dated the thirtieth of march addressed to the admiral of the ocean sea and viceroy and governor of the islands discovered in the indies and confirming what had previously been conditionally granted to him in the capitulation and letters patent of april fourteen ninety two if the welcome to the admiral at Sevilla had been noteworthy that which he was accorded at barcelona was more noteworthy still throngs attended him and his bodyguard was the best chivalry of spain in advance marched a group of some half-dozen new world indians and a squad of sailors from the nina the indians wore gold armaments and carried spears and arrows while the sailors bore aloft forty parrots of gorgeous plumage besides other birds together with rare plants and animals among which not the least was an iguana five feet long its back bristling with spines ferdinand and isabella happy at the success of their adventurous protege which no doubt they had scarcely expected were augustly gracious seated under a golden canopy in the alcazar of the moorish kings they rose to greet columbus on his entry gently deprecated his lowliness in stooping to kiss their hands and made him sit at their feet so placed the discoverer of america a master of speech told his tale illustrating it with the indians the sailors the specimens and the gold the monarchs and court then said a prayer the choir of the royal chapel chanted te deum and the ceremony closed the news of the return of columbus soon spread and evoked ingenious appraisals among the learned in the month of august last as hannibal juanarius an italian gentleman from barcelona wrote to his brother in fourteen ninety three this great king ferdinand at the prayer of one named columba caused four sick little vessels to be equipped to navigate upon the ocean in a straight line toward the west until finally the east was reached the earth being round he should certainly arrive in the eastern regions also from barcelona on the fourteenth of may peter martyr the horace walpole of his day wrote to his friend count a few days after an attempted assassination of king ferdinand there returned from the western antipodes a certain christopher columbus a ligurian who with barely three ships penetrated to the province which was believed to be fabulous he returned bearing substantial proofs in the shape of many precious things and particularly of gold again on the first of october this time from milan martir wrote to the archbishop of braga a certain columbus has sailed to the western antipodes even as he believes to the very shores of india he has discovered many islands beyond the eastern ocean adjoining the indies which are believed to be those of which mention has been made among cosmographers i do not wholly deny this although the magnitude of the globe seems to suggest otherwise for there are not wanting those who think it but a small journey from the end of spain to the shores of india finally on january thirty one fourteen ninety four our letter writer addresses these words to the archbishop of granada the king and queen at barcelona have created An admiral of the ocean sea columbus returned from his most honorable charge and they have admitted him to sit in their presence which is as you know a supreme proof of benevolence and honor with our sovereigns but anticipating rumors reports and letters columbus himself had had a word to say respecting his voyage Writing from shipboard on february fifteenth, fourteen ninety three, to Luis de Santangel, his stanch advocate was Isabella, he had declared When I reached Juana cuba i followed its coast westwardly and found it so large that i thought it might be the mainland province of cathay as a matter of fact however interest in this exploit on the part of columbus attached itself less to the geographical discoveries than to the preternatural creatures that lurked on the margins of the earth hannibal Juanuarius, our italian acquaintance of epistolary bent remarked to his brother apropos of the genoese navigator that the earth being round the latter should certainly arrive in the eastern regions but forgetful near the end of his letter of the scientific aspects of the great voyage Juanuarius wrote he columbus adds that he has lately been in a country where men are born with tails nor was the soft impeachment wholly inaccurate for in his own shipboard letter to st angel the admiral said there remains for me on the western side of cuba two provinces whereto i did not go one of which they call anan where the people are born with tails and in his journal columbus had already noted that far away there were as he understood men with one eye and others with dogs noses who were cannibals but he was wary in statement for in the santangel letter he concluded the subject by remarking that down to the present he had not found in those islands the antilles any monstrous men as many expected with regard to mermaids it was different these the admiral had himself seen both on the coast of guinea and in the antilles the antillean sirens as he had seen them were three in number they rose well out of the sea but were not so beautiful as painted though having to some extent the human face and columbus believed in amazons he had never beheld any but had been told they lived in the island of martinino martinique and he had meant to stop there on his way home to secure a few to exhibit along with his indians to ferdinand and isabella his half dozen indians his forty gorgeous parrots his spine iguana and his gold of the latter not more than enough to whet a royal appetite together with stories about mermaids and natives who burnt a queer herb tobaccos were about all in the way of wonders ocular or auricular that columbus had brought home with him the great thing the super epoch-making thing though not yet understood so to be was the voyage itself the voyage itself and the will to make it this too largely irrespective of whether the objective was in some sort asia or simply a barataria an island to govern besides the voyage of fourteen ninety two columbus made three other voyages on the second which lasted from september fourteen ninety three to march fourteen ninety six and was undertaken with seventeen ships and fifteen hundred men including his brother diego he discovered porto rico and jamaica learned that his colony of fourteen ninety two at la navidad had been totally destroyed and found it in its stead in Espaniola haiti the ambitious settlement of isabella he also visited cuba and compelled his entire ship's company to make oath that they believed it to be the mainland the alpha or beginning of the indies the third voyage of columbus from january fourteen ninety eight to october hundred was undertaken with six ships and two hundred men to test the opinion of king john the second of portugal that to the south there lay a continent and the opinion was sustained for the voyage was signalized by the admiral's greatest achievement next to that of fourteen ninety two the discovery of the mainland of america at Paria near the mouths of the orinoco mistaking the land at first for an insular body he soon came to realize its true character as early as july fourteen ninety eight he wrote it is certain that the discovery of this land in this place is as great a miracle as the discovery on the first voyage and in august he thus confided to his journal i am convinced that this is the mainland and very large of which no knowledge has been had until now later in october when writing to ferdinand and isabella he said i think that if the river mentioned the orinoco does not proceed from the terrestrial paradise it comes from an immense tract of land in the south of which no knowledge has been hitherto obtained but meanwhile in espaniola conditions social and political and economical had become chaotic and in fifteen hundred the admiral was superseded as governor by francisco de babadilla who stretching his authority arrested his predecessor together with his brother bartholomew and his brother diego and sent them to spain in fetters promptly released by the sovereigns columbus after an affecting and on his part we may be sure eloquent scene with isabella was released with the promise of a restoration of his privileges as defined in the capitulation and letters patent and was placed so to speak on waiting orders by fifteen hundred and one the admiral had conceived the project of a fourth voyage to be made with four caravels and one hundred and fifty men but before setting out in fifteen hundred and two he deposited his papers in safe keeping drafted his will and wrote to the bank of st george in genoa offering a tenth of his yearly income for the reduction of food taxes in that commonwealth this last maritime enterprise was shared by his brother bartholomew and his son ferdinand now a lad of fourteen and had for its main motive the disclosure of some avenue by which asia that part of it where lay the riches might be attained in short columbus had now come to realize that thus far he had failed to reach the country of the great khan he felt that he must have reached asia but at a point lying to the south of cathay and india and as for flanking the difficulty by penetrating to the south yet further an immense tract of land a mainland interposed still in the interposing mass there must be a narrow place and through this a strait for the currents that set westward from jamaica so indicated it is to be observed that on this voyage he pretty much ceased to concern himself with sipangu so manifestly futile were all attempts to identify it with espaniola for a full year columbus skirted the coast of central america from cariari in nicaragua to the side of puerto bello in panama hearing of pepper and of people in rich clothing of commerce and of the river ganges in november fifteen hundred and four he returned to spain where isabella his patroness was at this time on her deathbed, so that his many letters to the spanish court remained unacknowledged with some premonition of his own demise columbus now busied himself with his last will charging his son diego to provide for the maintenance of beatrix a person to whom i am under great obligations and let this he continues be done for the discharge of my conscience for it weighs heavy on my soul on may twenty, fifteen hundred and six, at valladolid broken discouraged well-nigh forgotten even in spain the discoverer of america viceroy of the indies and admiral of the ocean breathed his last the discoverer of america strikingly illustrates the aphorism that the world's great men so far from having commonly been men of learning have often been but glorified enthusiasts to columbus the south the upper coast of south america at the mouths of the orinoco meant the terrestrial paradise of sir john mandeville a spot where the earth's surface ceasing to be rounded was pinched into a stem on the summit of which the paradise rested and down the sides of which rolled such mighty streams as the orinoco it meant also the golden Chersonese of ptolemy malay peninsula where in one year solomon gathered six hundred and fifty-six quintals of gold and all manner of precious stones it was because of this south so gravely misconceived by him geographically that columbus anticipating the project of magellan entertained at the end of his second voyage the idea of returning to europe by way of the indian ocean if he had had an abundance of provisions says his son ferdinand he would not have returned to spain except by way of the east to say of columbus that he was not conspicuous for learning is but to repeat that his chief powers were moral not intellectual patience endurance tenacity energy and will these despite his ignorance made him great Cupidity and vanity entailing boastfulness and craft we have noted as his chief weaknesses, but as to cupidity the record is perhaps less vulnerable than it is at times represented throughout the years fifteen hundred to fifteen hundred and four, the years preceding and including his fourth voyage, gold was to Columbus indeed a thing infinitely precious, precious in itself, but far more so as the indispensable justification of his life and work then it is that we find him writing gold is most excellent gold is treasure and he who possesses it does all he wishes to in this world and succeeds in helping souls into paradise columbus was religious formally and ceremoniously albeit sincerely religious from an early date in fact while at granada before his first voyage he had embraced the idea of rescuing the holy sepulchre from the infidel to this end he was resolved or so deemed himself to devote his profits from the indies and withal he was eloquent he waxed eloquent over the holy sepulchre and when after his third voyage he was put upon waiting orders alike to the impairment of his revenues and the wounding of his pride he waxed eloquent over that injustice i have arrived at and am in such a condition he writes in fifteen hundred that there is no person so vile but thinks that he may insult me he shall be reckoned in the world as valor itself who is courageous enough to consent to it if i were to steal the indies or the land which lies toward them of which i am now speaking from the altar of st peter and give them to the moors they could not show greater enmity toward me in spain who would believe such a thing where there was always so much magnanimity i undertook a fresh voyage to the new heaven and earth which up to that time had remained hidden and if it is not held there in esteem like the other voyages to the indies that is no wonder because it came to be looked upon as my work his yet more famous letter written in fifteen hundred and three from jamaica on his fourth voyage is the cry of a wolsey left naked to his enemies i was twenty-eight years old when i came into your highness's service and now i have not a hair upon me that is not gray my body is infirm and all that was left to me as well as to my brothers has been taken away and sold even to the frock that i wore to my great dishonor i implore your highnesses to forgive my complaints i am indeed in as ruined a condition as i have related hitherto i have wept over others may heaven now have mercy upon me and may the earth weep over me weep for me whoever has charity truth and justice in the spirit of that charity truth and justice which columbus here invokes let it be said that whatever his deflections from straightforwardness he was not alone therein in his age or profession martin Behaim, sebastian cabot and amerigo vespucci not one of them as a navigator dealt honestly with his own age or with posterity but points of character aside what in the case of the great genoese most excites wonder is not that he discovered america but that america should have remained to be discovered by him the expedition of tellies or that of dulmo and estrato bahime might well have reached the western continent as early as fifteen hundred indeed vincente janez pinzon for spain and pedralibarez cabral for portugal touched the coast of south america furthermore as the region which was discovered by columbus perpetuates in the name antilles the mythical island of antilia so the region discovered by pinzon and cabral perpetuates in the name brazil the mythical island of brazil End of Chapter 2.